It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to Sweet 16. Episode 16, Hard to Believe, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast based on the book of the same title, The 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders That Will Change Your Life and Business. Alongside Steve Nudelberg, I am merely Josh Cohen, and uh, we had a night last night. We had a night. We had a night last night. We did, and that's all that needs to be said about a that. A Monday night. We had a Monday night, uh. and uh, mine turned into a Tuesday morning, and felt like it ended on Thursday afternoon. It was some quality people. It, yes, it was. Put yes, a it really was. good yes, it was. brain. It was a chance for you together. and I to get together and kind of high roll inside the depths of American Airlines Arena, the Miami cool. Heat game, kinda in cool. VIP club, etc. But uh, a good time was had by some. And a long <laughs> night was had by most. But you were ahead of the game. You're on the ball. There's yes. a reason why the name of the company is what it is. Yes, sir. I would allow you to introduce our guest today because you guys have... A relationship that's a friendship, that's a business relationship, but apparently also you're fond of getting her son in trouble during his program <laughs> with brandy dipped cigars. Oh, we are oh, telling all the secrets. Oh, explain yeah. how, because you're well suited, perhaps, to be a, a, a like an awesome uncle. But some would say, like in my case, they go, "He's well, he'd be a great uncle, but probably like a dangerous father." Like Keith Moon. like <laughs> Yeah, along those lines. I'll allow you to introduce our guest today is President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. That is Lori Salarulo. Welcome to the podcast. Thank Hello. you. Great, great to have so you great with to us. be here. Good, good influence, Steve Noodleberg, yes or no? Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, even with the brandy dip cigars. Even with the brandy dip cigars that got brought to the program, that which a phone call was received by you. Yes. Because uh, Steve's a great guy, but a bet. Bad influence. Sometimes. Always been a bad decent influence. Yes. Patrick snuck the cigars into his bag that day. I got uh-huh. a call saying, listen, we didn't know Patrick smoked. And I'm like, well, I didn't either. And they <laughs> said, but he's got a bag of cigars. Yeah. We can arrange for him to go smoke in the smoking There's section. There's an area for the adults. However, sure. he said that the cigars are dipped in brandy. And we don't allow alcohol here at the program. Great job, Steve Nuttleberg. So I called my friend Steve and said, he's now coming to work with you every day. That's right. he's no longer allowed in the program. He's no longer in the program, so now he's coming to work for you. <laughs> just needed to loosen the boundaries a little bit for Patrick. You know, he's a <laughs> wonderful, wonderful kid. He, he love, is. If he's amazing. a good judge of character, and it sounds like yeah. he is, he's probably very cautious of Steve, which is a good idea. He loves hanging out with me. Well, I got a question whether or not, you know, <laughs> he's such a good judge of character, <laughs> after all. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you something. Please. It's actually how I judge people's character today. Is, is, if someone is the way Steve is with uh-huh. my son, yep. as embracing and accepting, yep. in my opinion, deep down to the core, they're mm-hmm. good people. Something to be said for that. Would you, like to, would you yeah. like to elaborate on yeah, that? Yeah, that's really would cool. You like yeah, to elaborate Patrick has Down syndrome, yep. for, the, for the listeners, uh, 25 years old. Yep. And, you know, some people shy away from that. Some people are make not some as people accepting. uncomfortable. Yes, exactly. They don't know how to You're relate. exactly right. Um, and he doesn't allow you to feel uncomfortable for oh, long. No. No. But Steve um, embraced Patrick from day one, made him feel mm-hmm. like he was one of the guys. Yep. And Patrick feels so special and it's a, so cool. It's a 25-year-old like young man, mm-hmm. and he likes the things that you like, and he doesn't like some of the things you don't like. 
And he likes brandy dip cigars and to bring them to the program like a lot of 25-year-old men would, whether it be school or their job or their program. Um, I explain to folks in my working with Special Olympics and Dream Ride Foundation and, and, and Best Buddy program as well that it's a different operating system. That's all. Um, some of us are on iPhones. Some are on Android. And that is the difference with those. That's it. That's really well and, said. And when I'm at the ARC and, and you're learning from people every day and you're realizing they're learning, you're exchanging, um, we're, we're on different operating systems, but we all share certain commonalities regardless. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, the person I have learned the most from in this lifetime is Patrick. Patrick. It's Patrick. For he's, sure. a, he's really an incredible sure. kid. I mean, so, there you, go. Yeah. you know, there the, you go. Uh, the philosophically, you know, when I talk to people about the rules, the rules show up in my life all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect example of where I get a lot from what I give to Patrick. Right. So, it, it, you know, I'm not sure who the winner, real winner is, but I think he really enjoys. He's making your day a lot brighter than just, you're making I, his. I think he really enjoys right. being treated, you know, if there's such a thing as, you know, one of the guys. He just wants to be one of the guys. And well, he is one of the guys. He, and so, and he, so we watch yeah. games and we, you know, I'll buy him a beer. He sips on the beer, doesn't really drink it, but he just feels, you know, part of that practice where, yeah. You know, I just have a blast with him. Every, you know, every so often I, I just really just say, hey, I need my Patrick time. And so he says, I'm I didn't even know we were going to talk about this. I but, didn't know either. You know, it's just so great. But it, you know, it, I think it speaks to great professionals in life. And you, you brought it up. Mm-hmm. If you're a good person, good things are going to continue to happen to you. If you're a shitty person, mm-hmm. shitty things happen. You know, the so universe I, has a way. Yeah. It's the universe has a justice system that we call it karma. Many do. Totally, we don't always get what we want. We often get what we deserve. Sometimes things don't make sense. They're not fair. But there is something for the universe's judgment system that says uh, you do bad stuff and you're not a good person and you wonder why your life is miserable. On the flip side. Things you surround yourself with good people who do good, who mean well, their intentions are pure. Things start to break your way. Life goes better like that. Absolutely. But it's funny because people ask me, they go, What does that have to do with sales or sales professionals? Mm -hmm. I go, It has everything to do with how you think and how you operate and how you show up. And and here I didn't know that I was being judged, but obviously, the the start of our friendship was, you know, we met, we hit it off. So the, the way we met is just really even. How did you two meet? So. Um, yourself and Lori. Many years ago, um, we were offering our services to nonprofits as a way to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. Lori was heading up a, a, a nonprofit called Two One One, which was a hotline that people could 2-1-1 call. Two One One is amazing, amazing, yeah. it's an amazing do. resource. So uh, I get introduced. I had we had never met. We get introduced to the charity. We agree to do it. And the first day that I was there, Lori was actually out in an appointment, and I had heard great things about her. And I said, listen, followed up, and I said, look, we're going to do this thing, but I really just want to meet you to know you and sort of networking is not as mm-hmm. one letter away from not working. Very long story short, right. we, we make plans to have breakfast. We were just talking yeah. about it this morning. Um, we, we meet, and at that sit-down, spent three hours just going over, oh, my God, look at, you know, who you know, what you know, how you are. What, you know, it was Lori, just so much the, fun. Out of those three hours, did you get three words in? Um, One word per maybe hour? Maybe two. Maybe two. I, an hour later. You, an hour later. We. Okay. No, she told me great. In, no, she, she really, and this is part of great relationship building. You opened up to me. You shared a lot about who you are, what makes you, you know, tick, and the challenges you've had in your life. I shared the same in mine. There was a lot of commonality. 
So we were instantly, we knew we would be friends, mm -hmm. which is so much different than people who think transactionally, right. oh, I'm going to do a deal or something's going to come from this where I make money. That, that was a win beyond any win, and it's transpired into a great friendship, family. We spend holidays together. We, you know, my relationship with Patrick, obviously, and we're doing some amazing things because my one of my charity or you know nonprofits of choice is JA. They do an amazing job. Junior achievement. They do yeah. an amazing job teaching kids the entrepreneurial value. And one of the things that Lori's brought to that organization is that even though she doesn't own it and didn't start it, mm -hmm. she brings an entrepreneurial mindset to what she's done there, and in a real short time, you kick some ass. We've done some really great really? things. But I want to touch on something that Good. Steve Go. said about our breakfast because I think it is one of the things that I think has made me successful in what I do, and that is authenticity. Mm. I share my story. I am not afraid to tell you what I've been through or certain things I've had to deal with because they have made me a stronger, better person, mm -hmm. both personally and professionally. And so authenticity in leadership and in running an organization or a company, to me, is one of the key things that you must be. People can see through otherwise, can't they? Absolutely. Eventually, people figure out who you are. Right. You know, Oprah, what was it, Maya Angelou said, you know, they will show you who they are. Believe them. They will show you. Right? right. Believe them. Believe them. Don't talk because yourself out of it. we are who we say and show we are. We may say something different to begin with, but you will eventually see through. See, so much of selling, right, the idea of selling is that winning. When the salesman sells me a car, I want to win that deal. They want to make me feel like I won that deal, So they, but really they're going to win the deal because otherwise they're in for profit. I always thought of it as when it's symbiotic, when it's of mutual benefit to all, when everybody truly wins, and you see those trades once in a while in the NFL or the NBA, but in business, authenticity of this is why it's good for you. And if I'm investing time and effort in this, obviously there's something that's in this that's good for me. Don't BS me. Right. Don't make it seem like you're doing me a huge favor. So, so the other side of that conversation is that you have to be willing to be vulnerable. So that authenticity is, okay, I'm going to show you my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And most salespeople and leadership people, I shouldn't say most, but people have a hard time doing that. That's a challenge for people to say, okay, here it is. I'm going to open the kimono and I'm going to show you that yep. these are my weaknesses. Yep. They think of it in terms of the art of war. Right. I'm not going to show you my weakness. No, that we're living in a world where when you let me in and I can see that I don't want to attack it. I want to help you get better at those things. And it's like really this incredible way to build a relationship. And that's absolutely what's happened. Yeah. People have wanted to help. Um, so I, I, for me there, I don't, and, but honestly, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a girl from Brooklyn. You don't I don't say. know. You don't I know. say. I know. Did that come out Forget a little bit? About I was going to guess <laughs> Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina. Yeah. Sometimes I have to hide my Southern accent, but I think I don't know any other way to be, but authentic. So, so why don't you tell people what is happening at JA? Please. I think it's really Lots of great do people, things Do people know what junior achievement is? Do they really, do they grasp what it is? You know, so often people say, oh, junior achievement. I know junior achievement. What do you do? What do they do? Right. Right? And right. So, so they don't know. So we don't always tell the story really well, but there are thousands and thousands of alumni who have been through JA. Um, so junior achievement has three core pillars, financial literacy, mm -hmm. career skills, and mm -hmm. workforce development, and entrepreneurship. And who are we targeting? 
We are targeting K through 12 okay. grade students, okay. right? And so we know that in order for our kids to be successful, and we need them. As business people, mm-hmm. we need them to be responsible consumers because if they're not right. buying from us mm-hmm. responsibly and they're in a hole, right, that's going to be a problem. We need them to be skilled workers, employees, and we really need them to be job creators, entrepreneurs, mm. or at least to have an entrepreneurial mindset. Right. I would rather hire a person who thinks like an entrepreneur, may not want to run the business, mm. but understands how it all comes together, mm. not just their little piece of the pie like an employee tends mm-hmm. to think. And so that's really what JA does. We serve about 50,000 students a year in JA South Florida, wow. um, and we have the largest facility in the world. There are really? only 36 junior achievement the facility educational facilities. Really? itself is the most unique place. Yes. It is amazing. It's, it's an amazing. You it's walk in, you will say wow. Right. You will say wow. I have not been invited to tour and to learn of all the organizations in which I MC or host or proceed, present with charity functions and the events, etc. I don't believe Junior Achievement has ever knocked on my door, contacted my people, reached out via email, direct message, and said, we would love for you to participate. We would love for you to host, to MC, to appear, to attend, to what have you. We've got to change that. So funny because I always need hosts to come in. And and so, by the way, we handle not just Broward, but we handle through Delray Beach. Mm -hmm. So West Palm, there's another Junior Achievement office who handles it. They do not have the building. They don't do all the same we'll, we'll programs. They're all different. Gotcha. So the the uh, junior achievement it's called J World at Heisinger Center, um, and we actually just got a five million dollar donation from the Lillian S. Wow. Wells Foundation. So their name now will also be incorporated. Which foundation? Five million dollars, you get two plugs. Right. Which foundation? The Lillian S. Wells Foundation. There's two plugs. Yes. Good for her. And so uh, we have a mortgage of about five million dollars, and they mm. gave us a grant to pay off the oh, mortgage over ten years. Um, and so we see students do the curriculum in the classroom, about 16 to 18 lessons, and then they come to the building where they actually live out the lessons they learned. There are three simulated cities wow. called BizTown and Finance Park. Wow. In Broward, we have an agreement with the school board where every single fifth and eighth grader does these programs. They all do. That's amazing. And they yeah. actually go and like work in a bank. You know, uh, BB&T is the uh, banking department. B- uh, uh, BB&T is the bank Tony in Coley. Biztown. Tony Coley. And Shout out. SunTrust Hurricanes. is the bank in Finance Park. Right. And then we have lots SunTrust. of other storefront sponsors. Hoffman, Publix. Chocolate, yeah, right. Publix. Uh, AT&T. Uh, Jazzwares. It goes on and on. So you get, oh. the, you get the opportunity to actually Sponsor. work. <laughs> you know, for the kids, they get to work collect the paycheck, and then spend their money. And so understanding the... They're learning how this works. And by the way, we have a radio station. (laughs) Is that right? That could be sponsored in J.A. Biztown. Just saying. Right. (laughs) Just saying. They actually are the DJs. They do the ads. The kids can buy ads from their businesses to promote their businesses. Because they're learning how business works. They're learning how to run the business. Amazing. Because a lot of people listen to this podcast to learn how they can be better at selling how they can motivate their sales force, how they can achieve the success, Steve, that you have, and to write the book, to teach folks, to motivate, to get out there. And really what we're doing is we're almost doing a prequel to that. We're almost today doing a prequel to, because this is the backstory on the kids that need to think entrepreneurial, particularly in a world in which we live now, where you can, via your own means, create your own job because of social media and digital platforms. 
be 12 years old with a YouTube channel with 5 million viewers and then negotiate sponsorship and marketing rights. So this is really for folks listening, you go, well, how does this help me? And I got to go and I've got a number to make this this month. We're talking about raising generations of fiscally literate consumers and entrepreneurs and a program that maybe doesn't get as much attention as it deserves, does it? Uh, probably not. Although today I will say, I mean, we are at every table around workforce and economic development. And that's what this is. I mean, we're not a social service organization. Nope. While 65% of who we serve come from low-income families. Really? So they will never have the opportunity to learn these things and typically like at this, home, yeah. right? But and, and also our educational system, and I have to say, Superintendent Runcie is a perfect example of an educator administrator who understands that we must bring real live learning, mm-hmm. real life relevance. That's what junior achievement is about. It's about bringing relevant, real, experiential education to children because we can teach you from a book all day long. Sure. But that's not working, is it? Nope. And, and Mr. Runcie is a good example. He's, you said it. I mean, He's he a, is a great change agent. He gets he, it. He came here from Chicago and really. Yeah has embraced the community and vice versa. So, exactly. you know, you and get to work And the school board members get it, right? Yeah. We have an amazing, amazing partnership, which has grown so much over the last I, I three years. I speak there often, uh, whatever, actually, whenever they ask, I'm willing to do it because the feedback and the questions I get from kids and parents, the last time I spoke, the event that I was going to speak at was moved because of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. I had to fly overnight, took the red eye to get in to do this Saturday morning event and I did a video on the way down saying, you know, where most people would bitch, I'm excited that I could give this back. Yep. And the look on the kids' faces. They're still talking about you. <laughs> Are they? Really? <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying that just to boost his ego. Was it's it big was, enough. Was it the brandy but... uh, uh, coated cigars? <laughs> Sorry, had to say that. You didn't uh, bring Brandy cigars for the for He the kids. did not no. bring Brandy oh, okay, cigars, but they are still talking about Steve's presentation and motivational speech to them that How day. About that? And what Steve did was he spoke to our entrepreneurial kids. About four years ago, we started JA Fellows, which is an entrepreneurial program where high school students work in teams to start and run real companies. They get to keep the they money real at the end of the year. Love it. We won the national championship really? last year. What was, yes. What was the company? What, what did it they, was what a they university do? school who mm-hmm. won and they had the car can, I believe it was, right? I think it was the car can. Um, and then our Stoneman Douglas team also went to nationals that, and came in third and they were the bands, yeah, right? They were great. These was, bracelets. I worked with that group. They yeah. were great. Right. They were amazing. This year, we started out with four teams four years ago. We are at 21 teams, April 7th. You should come and join us, um, and maybe we'll even have UMC um, if you're available. It is our Spark Tank, because, of course, we can't call it Spark, Spark Tank, Tank um, where they compete locally. And That's Stoneman Douglas did fabulous. last year. Yeah. Lori Salarulo, President, CEO, Junior Achievement of South Florida, is our guest. And uh, this is the prequel to Entrepreneur in Business and Success. The program is, Junior Achievement is. Recently appointed, it says, is chair of Early Learning Coalition of Broward and Florida Early Learning Advisory Council by Governor Scott. That must mean a lot to you, not just as a mother and as a woman and as a businesswoman and business person, but being recognized as, hey, they believe that I'm the one that can teach others that can teach others. It is, it is an honor to serve. I have served under be. Governor Bush uh, on the Children's Services Council for eight years. I have served under the county commission, Broward County Commissioners, on the Children's Services Administration. 
And I've served now with early learning. And this is humbling, I would imagine. It is. And you know what? It is great work. I am an advocate for children and families when they are at Mm. risk, whether they are special needs, whether they are typical children. You know, when Patrick was born, I wanted my goal, of course, to love him and and for him to love me and all those things that we want as parents, Mm -hmm. was to make sure that he could be as productive and responsible an adult as possible. Sure. And because I thought, because he had Down syndrome, I had to work really hard at this, There are challenges. There are unique challenges. We did need to do a lot of extra things. But then my daughter was born two years later, and guess what? I had the same goal for her. Mm -hmm. So don't isn't that what we want for all of our kids to be? Whatever makes them happy, whatever career it is that makes them happy, we want them to be successful, responsible, and productive. And so that's what I get to do every day is help 50,000 students be. And she's a dynamo. I mean, I love she it. has done an I amazing job do. in a short period of time. For me, on a personal note, um, her prior position was with Leadership Broward, and she put together this big event for leaders in the marketplace, mm-hmm. put together a great panel of speakers, and this was before my speaking career had really sort of taken off. Yep. And she goes, I absolutely want you to speak. It's going to be, I don't know, the 500 keynote, or 1,000 right. people in the audience. And she goes, I-, I want you to do the keynote. And I was like... Yeah, great. You know, and then afterwards I said, oh, shit. <laughs> what am I going to do? He was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes. You know, and are you sure I'm the guy for this job? I've been in that position, by the way. I've been in that position yeah. of, you You sure that I'm the Me? one that you want? You know, it was great. You can go a little higher. We can probably get you a little better. <laughs> like, So I was like, wow, I really, you know, you're a friend and I appreciate the opportunity. But then I was like, and this is what I teach salespeople, all that self-doubt, all that stuff. Yeah. So I, we get in the speaker's room before the event and I'm really got all my nerves going and mm. um i'm gonna i'm gonna forget his last name herb from Su- southwest airlines um oh uh, gosh i can't think yeah, of his last I, name I just either. Went blank he was the ceo of southwest oh, airlines oh uh, like the founder callahan no herb, no, uh, herb, no it's not uh, callahan uh, not right oh, it's not i know but like the the the, 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 the founder? Guy, he was like, one of the one of the first CEOs. you are now free to move about the country he right. was herb, so yeah. cool in just talking you know before i got on stage yeah and I got to watch him. Ken Levicka has the answer. Yes. Ken yeah. Levicka, voice of the FAULs. It's Herb Kelleher. 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 Right. That's right. 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 Not Harvey Callahan. Right. right. No. <laughs> no. Dirty Harry. <laughs> Go ahead and make my day. <laughs> so it, she, the point I'm trying to make is that Lori put me in a position where I could take that step where everybody that does something of value has to have faith and jump into something new. And now she's seen me speak and do all these things and when I was about to speak to the students that Saturday morning, I said, Lori, you know, I'm speaking three, four times a month now. I'm practicing. I think I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. And when I got off, she goes, you're so I'm much I'm like, better. oh, my gosh, you're so much better. You got much better. I didn't realize how bad he sucked the first time, actually. But no, I'm only kidding. I didn't realize how bad he sucked the first time. So that's what good friends are like. I actually, yeah, in, watching, the truth. in watching the no, tape of that first presentation, I made myself dizzy by walking back and forth <laughs> on the stage. One of the critiques I got goes, they said, dude, you can stand in one place. It's okay. Cause I was walking back and forth, you know, just trying to connect with the crowd right. and you learn in a manner skills. that was distracting. It was very distracting. I couldn't even watch it afterwards. I mean, so, you know, part of getting good at, at this profession is really critiquing and practicing one of the rules in the book. Practice makes perfect. Practice. So yeah. um, it was exciting for me to go back and then hear the kids and, and even for, for me, the best part was the parents. The parents were sitting there going, you know. Like yeah. that, that's a valid point. Yeah. yeah They're so. pointing at you going, he's right. He's yeah. right. See, you know, it's coming from somebody else 
those parents were probably saying the same thing. Isn't it funny how it's that, that outside voice that said, you know, wow, validation. It's funny because kids of rock stars have other favorite musicians. They just view their parents as mom and dad. Correct. Tom Brady's kid, he said the other day, Tom Brady said, well, his kid, you know, he got excited in the video game. He wants to be Cam Newton. <laughs> they don't. They don't really. They don't care right. that right. you are Tom Brady. They don't care your mom and dad that you are Paul McCartney. Right. They don't care because. But that's where it becomes important that other adults um, verify and confirm what it is you're trying to teach your kids. Like when I meet fans in their little kids, and I say to the kids because sometimes like this is the one you listen to all the time. This is the guy that you always when I take you home from school, whatever. And I would say, listen to your parents, and here's why: because it may seem like they don't want you to have fun. It may not make sense, but all they want is what's best for you and your interest. And one day you're going to get it. They're going to, you're going to find out they were right about everything. Unbelievable. And, and the parents, <laughs> look, the parents are like, thank you. Like, yeah. And then the kid looks at me like, I thought you were cool for a minute, <laughs> yeah. but now you're back in my parents. <laughs> but when you say that they, they, they go, aha, uh-huh, those parents are, it's because somebody else is telling their kids what they've been trying to tell their kids. And so the work that she gets to do. Every day is around building those kids. I can't imagine anything that you know, has it is greater the best satisfaction. Job in the world. Yeah, you know, and I get to work some. I get to work with public officials, mm-hmm. as Steve mentioned, public funding. We didn't have any fund public funding three years ago. Um, we now have a million dollars really? in public. Why funding. is it? Was there a change in in the ruling and structuring and I think statutes? Yeah, when I got here, we were a junior team was um, struggling financially. Mm-hmm. Um, it was strictly funded by individuals and corporations. And I said to the board, give me 90 days to do an assessment. At the end of the 90 days, I said, if you don't turn this into a public-private partnership, yep. we will close the doors at some point. Because can't we do it. will not be able to raise $5 million, now we're almost to six, a year from individuals and corporations. There's just only so many donors in town, right? And the big ones are, right. unfortunately, leaving us. And there's um, lots of causes. And there's lots of causes. Yeah. So, so we, I went out, I met with Superintendent Runcie first, met with county commissioners, um, Lois Wexler, who at the time was one of the county commissioners, said to me, oh, financial literacy, I don't think we're really going to do that. And I said, well, what if I told you that this was your next generation of consumers, employees, and job creators? Mm. And she went, that's economic development. I am right behind you. That's economic and development. This, when, this is, this is uh, drafting kids out of uh, college to play professional baseball. And now we're in those minor leagues, and who's going to go be an all-star? You want these kids to come back? Then they need to know what we have here. They need to know about the industries and the career opportunities that we have here. And that's part of what we tell them. There's a lesson to be learned there, though, that is very significant in life and in, certainly in business, is that it's packaging. How you say something, how you tee it Absolutely. up, and how you offer it, it's the same message, but it is packaged differently. We used to have used cars, but now we have certified pre-owned. Correct. Well, who certified right. it? Ernie, the same mechanic. That's really good, brother. <laughs> pre-owned is really good. Oh, no, I said all the time. No, no, I had this conversation the other day because I was dating a young woman, and she was insecure in some way about her career in retail management. They said, well, what, what do you do? Because they know what I do. And they say, well, what do you do? And she said, well, I work at Michael Kors. And I, after that, and I says, on the ride home, I says, listen, you don't work at Michael Kors. You work with Michael Kors. You're, you're with Michael Kors. Meaning your brand and your corporation align strategically with theirs. In what capacity? It's not that you manage the store. You're in retail management. How you position and package yourself makes all the difference in the world. Those words are everything. It's not just how it sounds and how it's perceived, but how it makes you feel. Right? You are so smart, dude. Thank you very much. Three hours of sleep. That's a great... (laughs) 
By the way, I was watching you all from row 22 last night. Were you really? Oh, yes, I was. Saw I saw you all no. sneak out and go down into the club oh, there, okay? No. Oh, yeah, I saw you. Lori. Yeah. She don't miss a thing. Oh, That's the New Yorker in her. We have season tickets. No, they're, listen, they were used cars, now they're certified pre-owned. It just sounds, the so, packaging, so, you were saying. So what Lori was talking about was now all of a sudden economic development is the buzzword for everybody. Right. It, not financial literacy, you know, that may or may not uh-huh. you know, have rang someone's bell. Right. So when I talk to salespeople, it's key that you package yourself properly. Yes. And you package what you do. Is one of the questions we ask, and it's just neat that you brought that up. Is that you know we say you know what do I you know what do you do for a living? You know I'm in the mortgage business. Mm. Oh yeah, that puts you in the biz- in the boat with nine million other. That sounds people. exciting. Or if you work at a bank, <laughs> I'm I'm a vice president. You know right. well, well what does that mean? You have artistic license to call yourself anything you want. That's I'm right. a you know a bike enthusiast. I'm a you know for me my title is principal thinker. Inevitably, people stop and go. What does that mean? And it makes you memorable. Yeah, it's different. It's de- you know you're out. You know, so people are starting to get the idea now that you're not only packaging brands, you're packaging ideas, and you're packaging yourself. And so, thank you for bringing that up because that's kind of the value I want people to get when they're listening to this. That's a real actionable thing. When we train people on mm. LinkedIn, they do. They have the same titles you know, that everybody else has when you can really be anything you want. One of the great ones that we came up with for somebody was a director of GA's, uh, uh, GSD. GSD. Yes. That stands for? Get shit done. Right. You know, oh, I love that. Um, Shay's title, who's behind the camera. Thank you, Shay. Uh, his title is director of MIH. Make it happen. Make it happen. I'm Manny. getting good at this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but you know what? People ask. They're engaged. That's right. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, wow. You know, I've had people say, hey, do you mind if we steal that? Go, you know, there's, go ahead and use it. So in the 80s. I did. It's just a great. <laughs> in the 80s. Is people, your, is your. Uh, I, no, I haven't found one yet, okay. but I'm looking for a director so of make it people. happen. Good, yeah. Yes. In the definitely. 80s, people poured coffee. In the 90s, they were baristas. Yes. Uh, in the 80s or 90s, they were uh, sandwich makers, now they're artisan. Right. So you can a very you can significant your, takeaway for sure is all of the you know the words matter, the packaging matters, and you and you turn that program around by saying this is economic development. And the light bulbs went off. Well, who would say no to economic development? I mean, it's... You'd have to be a fool. Today, you, you have, can't. Right. Especially government, they right. can't say and no. And that's the genius of the idea, the lesson to be learned. And by the way, the corporate people can't say no either, because when I say to them, okay, you want to bitch and complain, excuse my French, about that you can't find skilled employees, mm-hmm. but yet here's an opportunity to invest in preparing them right. and developing them, and you're not investing. In, in, notice she said investing. It's not cost. It's not expense. Right. When you go and say, hey, uh, your, your cost for this advertising package is going to be, cost is a bad word. Expense is going to be, here's the expense. Investment makes me think of return. Right. Makes me think of, I'm getting something out of it. It's, it's amazing. One of the things she created, which I'm now part of, is this CEO group. I think last month. Uh, we had, or in December, December we, uh, November, November, we had 60 CEOs show up for breakfast and, and talk about stuff that was really, really relevant. Diversity in the market. Millennials, millennials, you know, millennials, just all of it. The, there's another one coming up. These topics. February 15th. It's open to CEOs. C-level uh-huh. has to be C-level. Even if you didn't get our invitation, if you're not on our list. Um, and this, uh, February 15th, we're going to talk about social media. 
the benefits mm. of it, the yes. challenges of it Absolutely. in the workplace, right? Yep. Productivity, people friending each other, is that a good thing? And then and also, of course, security around social media sure. and the business place. So it's going to be an in-depth conversation. And I have a little that. bit to say about that. Yes, I, would I bet you do. You do. <laughs> Lori Salarulo, President, CEO, Junior Achievement of South Florida. It was an absolute pleasure to have you today. Thank you. And uh, anytime Patrick wants to get together for a uh, brandy dip cigar, I'll go to the program and get in trouble with him. <laughs> you got it. Uncle Jake. Oh, he, he, he will not say no to that no, offer, no. by the way. Uh, listen, I'm down. Thank you for being with us. So <laughs> Thank much you for today. having me. Steve, Thank I know you. you don't ask people, how are you? How are things? Because that's just nonsense, time filler, right? People don't care. Instead, you say, tell me something good. We've reached that portion awesome. of the podcast. So do me a favor for the 16th time. Tell us something good. So here's something really, really good. Uh, I've decided to, you know, I travel the country doing my webinars and seminars and, you know, boot, boot camps. Everybody, there are people come up to me and say, I'm not part of a company. How do I get that same kind of training? So March 30th, we are committed to do an open boot camp. That means anybody who wants to come. An open boot camp. They can buy a ticket to Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the boot camp. And really? that is 7.30 to 8.30, a networking breakfast, because I think you are who the people you hang out with. Mm-hmm. And then from 9 to 12.30, three and a half hours of unbelievable content that is all actionable That's and out the door. We've already had a huge response just in announcing it yesterday. That's great. So I made it very affordable. I, I'm doing this because it should be done. Yep. So anybody who wants to get better and talk about and learn the things that you know great people are learning i'm going to do it so where it will be at the in boca at the Wyndham hotel which uh, that's where the farmers t- table is so we'll have a great breakfast we will definitely have some green juice you know to drink <laughs> green in the morning juice. and my commitment is people will leave there that day it's the last day of the quarter it's march 30th yes so they will be able to start second quarter and my commitment to them is that they will all do better in second quarter than they did in first Amen. quarter, no matter what their number is. Information on the event and tickets, is it your Facebook? Is it on your everywhere. LinkedIn? It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. Shea Steve is, yeah. You know where to find it. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, you want to do it again? Want to try this one another I'm time? Digging it. It's starting to get the hang of it, I feel. Yeah, man. <laughs> listen, like a Beatles song, Steve now is a Beatles song. He's a paperback writer. Ooh. The book is now available in paperback. Right? <laughs> as well as hardcover, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders that Will Change Your Life and Business. Uh, we'll do it again next week. You rock star, man. Steve Love it. Noodleberg, Josh Cohen saying thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Not on Monday night, though. Not on Monday night. <laughs> and I'll be watching.